0: warning. This episode contains adult language and adult humor. Since when have trumpet players ever been considered adults? If you are easily offended by these types of conversations, consider switching to the oboe. Welcome to the Trumpet Guru Sang podcast. I'm your host, Jose Johnson. My guests for this episode are Kenny Robinson and Richard Mukamal. Kenny is a world-class trumpet player who toured with Maynard Ferguson and whose career was almost cut short by chronic cold sores. Richard is a trumpet and euphonium player and is also a mover and shaker in the world of the arts and education. Together, they form the dynamic duo behind Robinson Remedies, a growing company that has developed a number of natural products that help brass players around the world keep their chops feeling repaired and renewed. So pour yourself a big glass, pull up a chair, and let the hang begin! All right, welcome to this episode of the Trumpet Gurus Hang. And this week, I am joined by two of my good friends uh, and the uh, founders of uh, Robinson's Remedies. We've got Mr. Kenny Robinson. Sup, Kenny? Hey. And we have uh, his partner in crime, Mr. Richard Mukamal. So, so who is hey. who,
1: who is who is indeed the CEO? He's the CEO. Yep. And I'm yes. the founder and president. Yes. So okay. I'm legal, the legal 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 name.
0: Legal there. I, I thought that that we were going to be. I was going to say we we're going to have the brains and the beauty behind Robinson's Remedies plus Kenny. So that's right. well. <laughs> well Ooh. Kenny Kenny, Ooh. Kenny right wow. here. Kenny right here has his uh, nice COVID belly. <laughs> Anyways. I, yeah, we we don't have the high def for that. So anyway, uh, it's good to see you guys, man. It's been such a long time. I'm i know you. I know it. We missed we missed probably a couple of years, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah it's it's been well. Yeah, since we we saw each other like in person, it's been a couple of years. Uh, I mean, you know, we we've talked on the phone and you know, emailed and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a bit, man. This is just it's nuts. So I mean, what's what's new in you guys' world?
1: Well. um... You know, we're sitting at home doing, doing our, uh, you know, like most musicians are and, you know, musicians, the whole entertainment industry and like a lot of the gig worker industry has been turned upside down from this, what's going on. However, um, it's got, it's allowed us to do things that um, we've always say we're going to get around to, but we never do it. Yeah. You know, like setting up my recording studio. Um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to make a record, um, virtually, um, uh, uh, online because I play a, I play in a symphony orchestra called the international symphony orchestra. And some of the, some of the people in the orchestra, some of the wind players, you know, I've been in their principal trumpet for over 25 years and, um, And um, what we've been doing is that some of the people use Robinson's remedies. Some of the wind players, right? And um, now I can't cross the border because it's a it's a Canadian and U.S. orchestra. Uh, Okay, yeah. So what I'm so what I'm doing? I've been talking to the um, uh, executive director, the new executive director. The last the last gig I did, the last gig I did with them was February twenty fourth, and they threw this. John Williams um, movie score trumpet concerto at me. And, and during the rehearsal, I was, uh, I was playing these first trumpet parts. And I'm thinking, oh, and they were going, look it over because it's tough. And I'm thinking, it's not that tough, you know. So I'm playing the parts and they're going, where are all these parts? And it, was a, it turned out it was a concerto for trumpet when I was supposed to be up front. And I was playing the orchestral first trumpet part because ah. they didn't have the part. So I took the conductor's score at home and transcribed the whole thing, and learned it. So my first run through was the dress rehearsal. Oh my god! And it was a, I got a video of it. I'll share it with you sometime. Yeah. But uh, but but what I've been doing is setting up this recording studio, so that I can record an orchestra a virtual orchestra record, and mix yeah. it in um, Logic Pro and um, do it one You've been doing time. more
2: than that, Kenny.
1: Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I, have been, I have been doing more than that. You're, I'm just telling right. you uh, what, I, what, what, uh, what I'm doing. The late, that's the latest thing you've been working on.
2: Right. Uh, but you've man. also had to learn Final Cut, right?
1: Oh, yes. You've been, oh, you yes. Have been, I was going to get to that. I'm going to yeah. get to that. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and uh, Logic Pro is, a, is the latest thing I started on but I've been, I've become a final cut pro expert. Ah, because if you go and I've been, you know, getting our Robinson's remedies, YouTube channel going. So check it yeah. out, you know, go check it out on YouTube. For what sure. we want to do is we want to get our endorsers involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been talking to endorsers, uh, one endorser, uh, a beloved endorser, Paul Barron did, uh, did some, uh, uh he's doing a set of videos uh volume one two and three and the first video is up and it's 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 all about warming up uh and maintenance on the road
0: yeah because he's a
1: he was on aladdin for you know a couple couple years yeah two or three years and now he went over to frozen but they're in limbo right now everybody nobody has a gig
0: frozen is frozen
1: Right, right, right. So <laughs> yes, I become indeed. a Final Cut Pro expert. And please, any of our endorsers that want to watch this, that want to get involved, make, make, a, make a video and, and make it. Don't be afraid to make it too long because I can cut it and mix it in Final Cut Pro and I can mix the audio and, you know, give, give some lessons. Yeah, you know, yeah. let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's all stick together because that's the only way we're going to get through all this. Yeah.
2: It's yeah, it was actually one of the things that we talked about early on uh, with the business was wanting to create a community mm-hmm. and wanting to support our endorsers. So we didn't just want to, um, you know, have them endorse us, but we wanted to have a relationship with them and to support one another. Right. And, and grow uh, awareness of our, not only of our business, but of the, our endorsers that way.
1: Right. So, right. And I know, think it's a good opportunity.
2: Right. Right. Now that things are shut down, we can't perform or you can't perform. I'm not a professional uh, musician. I'm, you know, just an enthusiastic amateur and.
1: Uh, but you're uh, but a great a career, baritone player. You, well, euphonium I don't, know about,
0: player. I don't <laughs> know about how great I am, <laughs> but I try. <laughs> isn't, the, isn't it an oxymoron, a, a, a great euphonium
2: Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I used to, I used to play trumpet, and then I, I know. Then I realized I came to the
1: dark side. Uh, well, okay. we can we can discuss that. We can tell about the company, how
0: we met, yeah. and everything. Yeah, and and that's actually yeah, that that's that's actually one of the the things I want to certainly get to here in a second, but uh, yeah, so that I, was I, one of the things Jose well, is. We wanted to create a sense of community. Right, right. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's important. And we're seeing that a lot more uh, just in the business world in general, uh, that it's it's that need for community connection, uh, a, a, mo- a little bit more of a altruistic approach to uh, business as opposed to a, you know, purely commercial uh, kind of consumerism sort of thing. And, um, you know, I, I really, that's one of the things that, that I love about what you guys were doing, even for the very beginning, before I kind of got the backstory on stuff, and I just got the definite vibe that you guys were looking at a, a much bigger picture than here's a product, let's sell it. So I, re- I really have to commend you guys on on doing that and trying to build a community and. You know, for those of you who aren't familiar with the product, you're going to certainly hear a lot more about the product in a, in a couple of minutes. But it's like one of the things that really impressed me was it was just like a you know right after COVID hit, maybe it's less than a month or so, uh, getting an email from you guys. You know, just like hey, checking in on you. You know, making sure everybody. Yeah, and it was like you know to all of your endorsers. I mean, uh, but but it was just the fact that you're you're reaching out to people and and saying hey we know that you're having a, uh, you're probably having a tough time because, you know, we are too, and we're, you know, we're a family. So I appreciate that from you guys. So, um, you know, so let's let's go ahead and get into that process of like, how did you guys get started? Uh, you know, how did, I guess, you know, here's the first question. Did, Kenny, did you come up with this product Or, you know, the idea of launching this company before you met Richard, or was this somewhat of a joint venture uh, from the very beginning? (laughs)
1: Ready? it's it's all yours. Okay. (laughs) Well, here we go. All right. This is how the company started. I'm a, you know, I I was on the road with Maynard Ferguson and everything else, and um, I'll make a long story shorter. I didn't say short. I said shorter. Shorter, yeah. So, so what it is is um i'm a lifelong cold sore sufferer okay and and to a trumpet player that is a curse all right so i was actually going to quit playing trumpet after i got off the road with maynard in fact um there's a a story i always tell to people and 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 i should tell it to the trumpet community um i was on the road with maynard and um I developed a cold sore a bad one okay and you can't play with cold sores i mean you can if they're over here or you know over here or over okay. here but you you get them you can get them anywhere right and they're and they're brought on by stress and all kind and you know what brings there's different triggers that bring them on for different people like like orange juice and citrus brings them on for me because mm-hmm. it's acidic You know, anyways, so I'm on the road with Maynard and I developed this cold sore after a gig, you know, so we have a couple days off and I'm just starting to panic in my uh, in my uh, hotel room and I'm watching Star Wars movies. I remember that. So we we get to do a gig and uh, we get backstage and um, before about an hour before the gig, uh, Reggie Watkins lives in Pennsylvania, lives in Pittsburgh. He was the music director at the time. He's one of our endorsers great trombone player took me in to Maynard's room to show me my show my chops. Mm -hmm. And Maynard says, Oh my God. He looks at my chops like this and he goes, Oh my God. Well, if you can't play, you stand up there and smile with us. That's what he said. And you know what? I played and I had, I barely finished the gig. Yeah. But at the end of the gig, Maynard says to me, he says, well, you played the gig, how did you do it? And I said, I just kept moving the mouthpiece around like this the whole day, you know, until, and he goes, well, I don't know how you can play like that, but you sound great. You know what that did for me was that made me, after his death, i miss him very much and everybody that has been on the road with him or knew him, just loved him because he was just the kind of positive guy. He made me, made me think, you know, he had it up here. It's all in your mind. Don't ever, don't quit. Mm -hmm. So I was actually going to quit, you know? So I I actually was, was going to sell my trumpets and say, you know, I I don't have anything to prove. I've been on the road with Maynard. I have had some lessons with Maurice Andre and Bud Herseth, you know, I, uh, I was making a, my last record, uh, 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 a record called Let the Trumpet Sound. And it was, uh, and it had a tribute to Maynard on it. So I thought about this way and I was getting cold sores. I got a really bad episode. I said, you know, there's gotta be a better way. So I searched the internet and I met uh, uh, a guy named Stephen folks. Who's a, who's a research, research scientist that wrote a book about it, about how to get you know, how to how to wipe out uh, herpes. Cause that's what it is. It's herpes simplex one. And people that don't that oh, I don't have herpes. They're just fever blisters. That's denial. Right. Okay? It is. And I used to be like that, too. And when you get one, you look in the mirror and you're like, when's it going away? When's it going away? Every five minutes, you're looking in the mirror and you go to the drugstore. You know, so I said, there's got to be a way that. So I started uh, mixing different different ingredients in my kitchen. And I made this little 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 jar that you get at it, like a Target or something. Uh, like a little ballistics jar except it's clear right. and, and had all these ingredients mixed in. And I used to put it on my lips all the time and my God, it worked. So I used to carry it around with me. So I was talking to Betty, who's our art director, Betty Evans, and um, who's now, you know, part of the company and our art director. And she says, let me try it. So I gave it to her and she put it on. And she goes, Oh, this is awful because it just tastes terrible,
0: <laughs> you know. Right.
1: So, so I so I was with some colleagues. I was actually at a conference with Jerry Callett, you know, just yeah. just just cuz I love the guys, know me since I was a kid. I miss them dearly. And uh, I was sitting at the bar drinking with Terry Warburton. And I was telling him about this. And uh, I didn't have to quit playing trumpet because of this little jar of cream I used to just carry around in my case, you know. And he goes, you should, you should, get it on the market. Terry Warburton was one of the first guys to tell me that. Yeah. And he goes, uh, so he introduced me to some people, and I, I got around, I, I got around, and I met a chemist named uh, Amanda Vickers, and she said it does taste like, you know, <laughs> you can say it. Like shit. It tastes like
2: shit.
0: You can say this. <laughs> this is PG
2: thirteen. This is not PG. This is this is tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right.
1: Right. So. So what happened is, uh, so HBO. I, met, I, I, meet, I meet Amanda Vickers, but I said, I want it to be my formula, Amanda. And she's, uh, I said, I sent her this book and I said, if you don't want to read this book, then I don't want you, <laughs> you know, basically, yeah. you know, I said, and, 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 and she read the book and she said, no, this is a great book. And it's called uh, Wipe Out Herpes with BHT. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, she read it and she said, he makes a really good sense. She said, I think I can make it better. And I said, go for it. And she did. Oh. And it was incredible. And it's, it's our first product. It's called Lip Repair for Isn't cold sores. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first generation product. Okay? Right. And so I went to a trumpet guild and, and then I met Richard. This is how I met Richard. He comes over for a repair he was taking lessons from a, a guy that i went to college with and he ca- and he came over cuz his you know second valve got sma- uh, his second valve crook got smashed sure. in and i've been a repairman for a long time so he comes over and i take it out and i i buff it out and i have to replate it and everything and then and then he and then we got to talking and he so he decides to take a trumpet lesson from me do you want to inject anything, Richard?
2: Sure. No, I, you know, I, so, you know, Kenny gives me his trumpet lesson and it, it was very clear from, from that lesson that really uh, I had progressed about as far as I could with the other teacher that I had, who was terrific. Um, so, but Kenny was able to teach me enough in one lesson that it improved my playing, you know, more than six months with the other wow. teacher. Mm-hmm. So I just okay. So I started uh, getting lessons from Kenny. At the time, I was playing trumpet, and um, you know, I saw him mixing this stuff in his kitchen and all that. And I said, "Hey, you know." He told me about it, and I said, "Well, you know, I have some experience uh, in the in this business, uh, in the over-the-counter type business." Uh, But he he had, at that time, had gotten uh, some other people uh, that he had spoken to to uh, become his partners. There were three others who we now affectionately call the Three Stooges. And um, (laughs) to make a long story short, what was happening is that there were, they didn't really know what they were doing. And so they would have meetings and the meetings would last three, four hours. And they really weren't getting anywhere. And Kenny would be calling me every day and he'd be so frustrated. And I mean, he was ready to just, you know, give up. And they, you know, I think they were kind of trying to take control of it. from. And they wouldn't listen to me. They wouldn't listen. They thought they knew better. They really didn't. And uh, so finally, I think it was like 2015, Kenny, they, uh, you know, in the fall. And we just said, you know what?
1: let's let it let's look here's
2: what we're going to do is uh, you know what i'll buy them out i'll i'll invest in this i have expertise and and let's do do our own thing and And we did time what i was what i was doing is i was sort of saying to him hey you know i don't get cold sores but i'd really like something to help him endurance and i found out that there were a couple other friends of his were doing the same thing i think including walter white who was one of the early people kenny to try lip repair right and uh but any anyway what happened so this is all happening like 2015 so kenny was talking about going his itg i think it was in columbus yeah the, and i just the, the, said just you know happens, i wasn't yeah. involved in the company but i, I figured i'll go anyway right yeah, right mm-hmm. and i'll me. just help the guy out right so uh, we went there and we were you know uh talking about the product and uh it was lip repair that's all we have. We right. sold about 35 tubes. But right. most right. of the people that were buying it liked it because it had Arnica in it, and it was helping with mm-hmm. swelling. Right. So, you know, it was clear that people were looking for another solution. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So um, what ended up happening is we ended up, as 2015 wound down, where uh, I lent the company money and, and bought them out so K- Kenny was able to buy them out. And so I got involved in January of 2016 uh, with the company. And it was at that point where it was, okay, what we're gonna do is we're actually going to pivot and we're gonna launch, we're gonna create another product. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted ambitions. me to do this.
1: Everybody was right. saying, you know, everybody's saying I-, I saying, I was saying at that conference, you know, Bless Richard's heart for, ta- he took me there in his motor home,
2: you yeah, know, because yeah. we
1: didn't have a hotel room to stay in. Right. And he sat at the table with me instead of the guy that was supposed to be the CEO, didn't even show up until the last day. And I sat there and Richard helped me and I could tell that he really knew what he was doing. Right. And this is, this is well, my real partner that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, actually, before I was supposed to get Walter White involved, and, and the, those other guys said, oh, yeah, we'll get him involved. And then, and then they su- shut him out. They said, no, yeah. no, no, we're not going to get him involved.
2: And he they shut out. out Betty to a large extent That's as right. well. And, That's right. You know, Betty's just is, is, is just incredible. She's not only really talented, but she's really smart. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and uh, really has some very good insights. So she's been mm-hmm. a great asset. Mm-hmm. But so what but happened this. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all. it's All Betty, all the artwork is Betty, and the logo is everything. So anyway, January rolls around, 2016, and and we just go on a crash course. Uh, and, and the idea was to try to replicate what what uh, Kenny had done for lip repair. So the Kenny story is had a problem, spent time researching it, went to a professional to. Uh, you know to fine tune it and really create it what we then did actually is we actually gave samples of the product to Walter uh, and a couple other people that were in East Lansing at the time and they were doing a Broadway show
1: I was there and
2: too. oh were you at it? that's yeah. right so yeah, there was were a few Motown
1: musical Motown musical it's one right. of the it's really tough yeah I mean, right. it's a real long blow yeah, that's got a book Yes. Right. So
2: and, we wanted to test it, you know? Mm-hmm. To, so we did. And and they loved it. You know, yeah, they right. just loved it. Yeah. So that's that's how we got started. So, you know, in my incarnation with the company, it really started with lip
1: uh Lipper New. Right. As right. The right. Yeah. We yeah. we called it Lipper. We we thought of the name. It was actually yeah. Walter that came Walter's up with the idea. Walter's yep. idea. Lip renew. Revive, refresh, renew. That's our slogan on yeah. if you look on the tube somewhere. Yeah. So um, because all the when we were at that one conference, um, before Richard really joined the company, um, everybody was going, We just like it because it keeps our swelling down, Kenny. Why don't you invent something for us? Yeah. But they kept saying, I said, you know what? Let's do it.
0: Yeah. We yeah. Did.
1: So i researched, you know, endurance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, and that's a great, great story, obviously. You know, you guys are, are moving forward. Uh, but you know, there's a, a huge lesson to be learned from that, Even especially as we're dealing with the, the situation now, the COVID situation, where uh, I think a lot of people are running into problems because they get so stuck into uh, a singular concept of what their business was and and there's no thought of well what am I going to do next or how am I going to improve on this or how can I reach a new uh, market so you know I think that that level of uh, foresight and that level of uh, like a grander vision of what you want to do I think that's going to you know that's a lesson I think more people need to learn because that's the only way any of us are going to survive is is by the ability to uh, evolve and adapt right? Yep. Uh, we yeah. have to reinvent ourselves for right now. Yeah. So yeah, the lip, I, you know, I have to say, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I am not getting paid for this directly. Uh, we be waiting for my check to show up in the mail, but yeah, uh, when, when I first tried lip renew or lip, lip repair, that was the same thing. I don't have any problems with cold sores, but, uh, it just, I felt like my, my chops were just, you know, not as swollen and, uh, uh my wife who's uh a, yeah my, my wife's a nurse and uh she's very much into uh like naturopathic stuff and uh has had problems with cold sores and she tried it and she's like yeah, this is the shit right here wow and so we, we we were we were <laughs> like know that yeah we were on board but uh then the lip renew especially that was That was really, really beneficial. I mean, I do not do a gig without at least like a tube. There's got to be a tube in my case and a tube in my pocket. So I make sure I I check, you know, horn, mouthpiece, (laughs) lip renew, and then I can do the gig. So, uh, I mean, that's a huge service. And, um, you know, I know that Candy, you and I had, had, had talked about well, Richard. You were there too because I think it was, it was. I think it was in, at uh, NTC in Colorado. If, oh yes. If, if my memory serves me properly, uh, but we, we were talking about like you guys having you know even even grander visions of, of things that you want to you want to do and, and where you want to move on to. So you know you, you had lip repair, you had lip renew. Uh, you've got the the Robinsons Remedy community that you're building. Uh, I mean, what do you see the next phase as being?
2: Well, uh, you know what we did. Uh, so we developed Lip Renew the cream, and what we found is that, you know, in in reality, ninety five percent of lip balms uh, that are sold are are sticks,
0: mm-hmm. like right?
2: a wax. So, right. So, you know, we knew that at some point we needed to to have a stick product. The the problem with the stick products is that they're primarily wax mm-hmm. and wax is a barrier, right? Uh, you know, good wine is sealed in wax. A cheese is sealed in wax. It's a sealant. And you can even it, put it, Carnauba
1: it, wax on your car,
2: put it on your car and wax your car, right? You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So, you know, the thing is, is that we wanted products. The thing about Liprenew, number one, it works. Number two, it, it, it's based on what's in it. It's the ingredients that really make our products special. So they penetrate. Mm-hmm. And if we had a product made of wax, it's not going to penetrate. So it's not going to do any good. So what we had to do is we actually had to create a stick without wax in it, which we did. Mm-hmm. And we call it Lip Renew Recovery. So we wanted people to understand that, you know, while you're playing, here's a a product that will absorb instantly. But when you're not playing, here's a stick product that you can use. And by the way, it moisturizes, has all the feel of of a stick. It does everything that Lip Renew does, but it's in a long acting wax free version. (laughs) This is my girl. You know, and, and, you know, the thing is it, You know, it's expensive to develop these products and it's very time consuming, but we did it. So what we're looking at now is we're looking at a number of things. So we were developing a moisturizing uh, lip balm, Mm -hmm. stick version, wax free. uh, And, um, you know, what we're, so we were working on that. And what we thought was down the road, we would have a skin version of these three products. So we would have a skin version of lip repair, an antiviral mm-hmm. uh, skin cream. We would have a muscle renew, a, uh, a cream, uh, you know, something you could put on your legs or, you know, because athletes, endurance right. athletes, which as mm-hmm. Kenny said is what we're studying right. uh, to develop the product. And a moisturizing uh, skin cream as well. Mm -hmm. And that, and, and the idea is that the Robinson's remedies community would help spread the word. Mm -hmm. So we would start as a, you know, with our core of people based on Kenny's network, which is wind musicians primarily trumpet, but Mm -hmm. that as we grow as a company, we would offer products to the general public, but use that community of people to help spread the word. So that's our, our strategy.
0: Yeah. So viral marketing of antiviral products.
2: Right. And we got this is, you know, a little prototype of one of our products. And Mm -hmm. this is a prototype of one of the others. This this is actually the antiviral skin cream, which we started putting to the fore because uh, of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And we just sort of thought, you know, there are a lot of people like like your wife, you know, who's a nurse they're in the hospital all the time. They're washing their hands, hands getting dried out, you know. What would you think of a, a really good natural skin cream that, by the way, had a whole bunch of antiviral ingredients in it?
1: Yeah, and antibacterial ingredients.
0: Yeah, yeah, and antibacterial. Yeah, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, you know, you guys have uh, you know, the the YouTube channel. So you're 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 getting some, uh, you know, trying to do some things to get some traction uh, with. Providing some educational content, um, so like, what, where do you see that going? Like, what's what's the the end game for that?
1: Well, it, it's kind of just started, basically, and um, we um, we want to help our endorsers, basically, with the with the YouTube channel. You know, if uh, because everybody's suffering financially from this. You know, all these mm-hmm. entertainers. You know things are not okay broadway shut down um there is absolutely no gigs every once in a while you'll see a, a little uh you know a little band playing somewhere but you, you you can't go in anywhere and see a band you know what right. are all these freelance musicians going to do my orchestra season this next season is canceled indefinitely you know Damn. the detroit symphony's trying to do some virtual things but uh, you know, what are they going to do? So I want to make I, I, my my thing was to maybe make a little money from monetizing the YouTube channel mm-hmm. to to give back to our endorsers to help them. You know, if they we get enough views, well, you know, they'll if we get enough views to make anything, you know, we'll split it with the endorser that that did the uh, yeah. video, I think the idea, the concept
2: is that what we would do is to help build our own audience by partnering with our endorsers to have them produce videos that deal with, you know, on a wide range of issues, Um, you know, anything from, you know, the right mouthpiece to use and what you think about this equipment or that equipment to how to win an audition. What are, what secrets, you know, does Hunter Everly, for example, who's been tremendously successful... Uh, as an orchestral trumpeter uh, to win, win an audition. Right, in um, a major so, symphony and, orchestra. Right, like and that. so what would, ha- what would happen, what we want is we want to be a go-to place for wind musicians to learn about their craft, to have some interesting videos to watch, and at the same time what we're doing is we're building awareness of the endorser, mm-hmm. the person producing the video, and of Robinson's remedies. We build that community. You know, right. I, uh, right. I have a saying and the saying is life is a team sport. And I believe that I really do. I, you know, we, we can't do things without our team. That's and, right. and so we want to be a different kind of company that way.
0: Mm, that's great. Say, I, I work out of a, uh, a co-working facility. Uh, I'm in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And, um, yeah, you know, I was working out of my house for a while and uh, you know my, my wife finally one day I yeah, I was having trouble getting stuff done basically right, uh, right. but well, welcome uh, to the club right but you know I, I kept saying to myself I mean I, I had been running a martial arts school for like you know 25 years that's great you know I had my own place and stuff like that and when I closed my business and was transitioning pivoting into what I'm doing now um, yeah you know, I'm working out of my house and, and my wife is like you know I'm thinking to myself, I really need to get an office, but I didn't. I didn't want to bring yes. it up to my wife because you know uh, it, it was one of those things where you know if it came if it came out of my mouth I probably wouldn't fly. But one day we're, we're taking a walk she goes, you know. I really think you need to, to find a place to work out of out besides the house because, you know, I think you just need to work undistracted. And I'm like, hallelujah, thank you, yes. So, <laughs> so I, hallelujah. Yeah, I, found, <laughs> I found this co-working facility, and it's a great place to work out of because, you know, you got people all over the board. You know, you've got tech people. You've got lawyers, accountants, you know, programmers, you name it. We've got people here. But what's happened, and, and this is why I love this place, is that the it's about building community. Community. And uh, this this group, this pl- place is called the Candy Factor. We're actually launching uh, a media network of our own. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the, the members are going to be able to uh, do shows which will be produced by. Uh, the management here, the people that own the company, and uh, will be distributed on, on their network as well as our network. So my personal network will be getting things uh, for the show that I'm going to be doing. Uh, but it's that whole idea of uh, understanding that as a collaborative unit, as, as a community, that if, if the candy factory can help to promote me, then I, in fact, am helping to promote them. So it's a reciprocal relationship, right? Uh, and that the 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 better that I do as a business owner, the better they're going to do as a business. So there you uh, go. Yeah, and, and I think that if more people took that stance, that you know you would see. And I think, and I think actually, a lot of companies start that way until the profits start to really creep up, and then they <laughs> get greedy. Yeah, and then they get greedy. Exactly. So don't get greedy, or I'll just, I'll personally, I'll, I'll kick <laughs> no, your ass. So, we're not going <laughs> to do that. It's just not, Dude, it's we're not a not long way from that.
2: Let me tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but but uh, Richard, you know, I actually want to want to talk to you for a second about this. Okay, so, Kenny, you can hang out for a while if you want. But uh, you know, you're saying you know, you had the background in in the uh, over the counter. Stuff. Uh, I know Kenny has a uh, background in under-the-counter stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. I'm just um, looking
1: at my dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's right here. She just just, just. Uh, she just got her teeth cleaned yesterday, so I'm just trying to take care of her. Oh, that's good.
0: Uh, but, you know, Richard, you're, you also are involved in education, not just like with, with what you guys are doing with uh, Robinson's Remedy from... Uh, educational standpoint for musicians, but you're you're actually involved in public school administration, uh, and you know this especially yeah, public this time school
2: governance. Actually, that's right. I'm yeah.
0: I'm uh, I serve on
2: uh, the Farmington Public Schools Board of Education in Farmington Hills, Michigan, and uh, was appointed in January of 2019. So a lot of what I've been doing since the uh, pandemic shutdown. I've been doing a lot of stuff, uh, school board work, actually. Uh, it's quite time-consuming, but, you know, I, I'm at an age where uh, I want to, you know, it's time to do what I can to give back. And so uh, this is w- one of the key ways. I'm, I'm a huge you tell of about your, uh, education music education. Why don't you yeah. tell them about
1: the nonprofit? Well, well yeah, I mean,
2: I, I, uh, a number of years ago, I, you know, before Black Lives Matter became a thing, you know, I was kind of, you know, just you, you 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 sit down and say to yourself, you know, with all the things that are that are going wrong in society, it's like we know better. You know, we know what to do to 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 help fix things. We just need to do it. So I I, I was in a community band, and and the conductor who's uh Fine, you know, he's a brilliant uh, musical director. Oh, great! Uh, African American fellow Damian Crutcher, and he was doing some stuff in schools with musicians. It was a little on the vague side, but it reminded me of what I learned was the El Sistema movement in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Uh, this the after school uh, intensive music training and the philosophy of that of El Sistema is that intense music training uh, of people who are underserved, underprivileged, people living in poverty, can help transform their lives. That the act, the intense, the intensity of, and focus that's required uh, uh, to really become excellent at playing an instrument uh, and the working in an ensemble and all of the different uh, skills that are involved in that are transformative. So I spoke to Damien about it. it. Took me two years to convince him to do it, and to <laughs> and his brother, and and to uh, figure it out. You know what it was going to look like. Uh, and we actually went to a, a conference in uh, Philadelphia uh, by for El Sistema programs. And I ended up leaving that uh, as vice chair of El Sistema USA. And and, uh, what ended up uh, happening is that we then started a program in an inner city neighborhood of Detroit called Crescendo Detroit. And uh, what we did there is we actually changed the idea somewhat and became more of a real true after school environment for kids. So kids would come in, uh, they would get a snack, they would Uh, relax for a few minutes, and then do their homework. And so we were all there to help them, tutor them, do their homework, you know, help them with literacy, maybe read with the little kids, that kind of thing. And then we would go into intensive music and dance uh, and choir. So the kids got instrumental music, music theory to start with. You You know, we didn't even have an instrument, so I made a hosophone. And we had, we took the hose of phone (laughs) and we passed it around from kid to kid. And that's how they learned how to play the trumpet. And then we got a donation of an instrument. And, you know, so one lucky kid got to play it at a time. Pass that around. You know, it was, it was really, you know, back to basics. Mm -hmm. And then what we would do is we would feed them dinner. So what, what ended up happening is that we would have the kids from after school Until after dinner, and and part of the concept was uh, to tire them out enough so when they got home they went to bed.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: And but in the meantime, what we did is we gave them really what I gave my kids, right? Which was you know you get home from school, have a snack, homework help, practice your music, do your thing, and then you know and then you can relax.
1: Do it all over again
2: tomorrow right right so my brother seth and i actually invested a lot of our a lot of money uh of our money and and my time to get it up and running and Mm -hmm. um you know so now damien is running the program with his brother fred they're doing great things with it i'm delighted it seems to be expanding and uh it seems to be very helpful so i'm very proud of that that
0: part yeah that's that's amazing you know i i think that uh I mean, all of the research definitely indicates that uh, music has uh, so much power. I mean, there's, there's the healing power, the restorative power of music. Um, there's, what are you going to uh, do without it? Yeah, well, yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's so funny because in this environment right now where um, so many of us who are uh, performing musicians, either full-time, I mean, I'm not a full-time performer, but I certainly relied on that as supplemental income. Mm -hmm. and you know when 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 your gigs are dried up and you're wondering how you're going to pay the bills and you know you you before obviously the uh uh you know the the government stepped in to provide some uh some help for those of us who are self-employed and and gig workers um you know you're you're just wondering how you're going to make ends meet totally Uh, but you know when, when you look at it societally it's like well okay yeah everybody has an, has a role to play but i think sometimes musicians uh, you know entertainers get overlooked because you know we're extra stuff you know that's you know hey, that's not really important until you get stuck at home and you know what did people turn to to keep themselves sane you know they're they're watching netflix they're you know they're you know watching entertainment what, you're watching entertainment exactly that's right. and you know imagine watching a movie well first of all you couldn't watch a movie without actors you know, and try to imagine you watch, yeah, you know, watching a movie without music. You know, uh, what are you going to do? So I think that uh, hopefully more people have become aware of the importance of music in terms of our society and, and how it impacts uh, so many other things. But uh, you know, also like you were saying, which you know, with the inner city stuff, um, music is uh, music is a way to teach skills that transcend just the production of music. You know?
1: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing, whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself,
2: what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There's no question. There's no you know just think about playing in a, in an ensemble, right? Being a a musician in an ensemble environment. So, let's look at an orchestra for, as an example, right? Which you know, I've I've really over the years really come to appreciate just how difficult it is to be a string musician. Right. I mean, it's hard enough being a wind musician. Right. But, you know, so here you have a group of people that first of all, you have to interpret, you have to read a foreign language, mm-hmm. right, which is the mu- which is the notation on the page. You have to then interpret body language because the, the one individual who doesn't make a sound is the conductor. Mm-hmm. So you have to interpret how the conductor is interpreting the music through the body language. You of course have to play in tune, right? Which is which requires your hearing skills. But you have to play in tune with the people on your stand and your a hundred other people, and then yeah. the other hundred other people, mm-hmm. and all of this is going on, and you're not even thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. it's actually. Uh, My understanding from the research is the only human endeavor that activates just about every part of the brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. Everything is lighting up. And if you're a, you know, the other thing is that a lot of music is pattern recognition, right? Right. Uh, Which is why one of the reasons why we practice all of these etudes is Mm -hmm. because we're developing that that uh, muscle memory and mm-hmm. brain memory of these different, all of these different patterns, so that when we see it in the notation, we, you just take one look at it and you know what it is. Right. And, and then you need to be the artist, mm-hmm. right? And the artist is the interpretive part, mm-hmm. right? So it's not just dots on the page, but it's, it's what is it, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what makes live music so special. Right. Because live music is about people interpreting and, and everything is based on how they're feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. So you never really hear, even the same piece is going to sound a bit different, mm-hmm. even if you're doing it twice right. in a row because That's you're right. feeling different. Right. And you know one of the things that, that we wanted, just as an aside, is part of the, the thing with with a product like Liprenew is that we wanted people not to think about their chops while right. they're playing, right? So the, uh, the whole concept is you're a musician, just make the music and don't worry about your endurance. Just do this and just get on with it, make music. Yeah, And, yeah. and so that, you know, when you start combining all of these different things together, it's really an an extraordinary human endeavor.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely hey, uh, is. I, I want to inject something in there, uh, a story, uh you know, um, uh when but I was taking some lessons uh, uh Bud Bud Herseth, Adolf mm-hmm. Herseth was recording on on the CD for the for the Maynard tribute. Um he says to me, he says like for example, I w- I wanted to further what Richard was saying about how a different conductor or the same piece, you know. You, when you hear it live, it's, you're never going to hear it the same way. Um, he would say the opening to uh, Mahler Five. Mm-hmm. If people are familiar right. with that, they call it uh, Mahler's trumpet concerto you know, because right. it's the first trumpet. You know, it's, they start it, and a lot of people, you know, da 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 da, da 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 da, da 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 da, you know, and they do it. But Bud Herseth says, now close your eyes. And imagine that you're at a at a funeral with the rain coming down and you and you got a raincoat on and you're carrying you're one of the pallbearers carrying a casket. Now play it. And you'll play it different. Yeah. And he was right. I recorded myself, you know, practicing this excerpt. It was one of the things you taught me.
2: It was one of the things, Kenny, you taught me in my lesson. Oh, and just how just that's right. Yeah.
1: That's the music. That's where the juice. Is. The mind is the real yeah. player.
0: Well, uh, you know, I, I actually did a uh, masterclass uh, a few months ago for uh, the School of Music at a, a local university, and it's on mindfulness for musicians. And you know, because the mind, you, know, you got your brain, which is the the mechanical side. That's the, the organ, right? Then you have your mind, which is your brain in action. That's the you know, the processes are going on: the thoughts, the beliefs, the emotions, and things like that, and uh, our mind tends to get in the way of our music right because we we start thinking too much right that's we right we start worrying too much that's right and the the source of your sound i mean it's it's up here but it's it's here so it's your heart it's your spirit it's your you know it's your it, oral it, concept of sound right so it's like you feel it you translate that into the the thoughts and the mechanics, and then you let that come out. And anything that's that's blocking you is blocking that sound. That because what I what I think about music is like it's an art, and any art. Uh, I I taught this to my martial arts students. Any art, the fundamental thing about any art is the artist is trying to take an ideal an, an idea, an attention or an emotion, and they're trying to take what's inside of them and express it in a way that's right. it's that others yeah that that's others right. see or feel and that's they right. you can replicate it so, you're communicating to the audience exactly and so if you've got a blockage you know that's that's where your problems come in so yeah and you change the emotion you change the intent and you'll change the result so yeah I, and I'm, you
2: know I'll, I'll tell you jose that's why I get to hang with a bunch of incredible people <laughs> because they're musicians. They're, you know, I get to hang. But we with get to Shane hang Robinson. with you too. Well, but you know, but playing an instrument is not a natural thing, you know, vibrating your lips and buzzing into a metal tube is not natural. <laughs> right. Walking what, no, and found is natural. On your lips yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and I get, I get to, to chill with a guy like Walter White. I mean, how lucky (laughs) is that? I get to send a Facebook message periodically to Eric Miyashiro in Japan. (laughs) I mean, holy come on, you know, really? Yeah. really? I get to meet Arturo Sandoval at a conference and he knows my name. It's like, really? Yeah. You know, so, you know, lucky me. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I get. To, that's how I feel about it.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's interesting because uh, there's certainly a, a fraternity that exists uh, amongst musicians. Uh, yeah. I, I saw this in the martial arts world. i see see in the music world, you know, when you have people who have attained uh, even a modicum level of skill, you know, you don't have to be the best in the world, but you know, if, if you've done a little bit of work, you appreciate the amount of work that goes into the process. Oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah. And,
0: and you when you when you meet a fellow musician and as a trumpet player, you meet a fellow trumpet player and it's like, OK, we immediately have a bond because if, right. if, if you're still playing or if you've played for any level of time, you know, you it's basically you've been through the trenches and, and you know what it's like. And so you start to develop your relationship based on something that that is. Become or is still a critical part of your life, and uh, Kenny, I actually wanted to talk with you about this because, um, I mean, obviously, like when we're when we're at trumpet. Events we're geeking out, you know, because it's like everybody's you know It's like, oh
1: my God, look at all yeah. these trumpets!
0: Yeah, I how forgot many, my earplug. Yes, <laughs> how 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 many double high C's can you hear? Oh well, <laughs> I know.
1: I have I'm gonna have a little sign at the table uh, uh, with a with a double high C written, you know, like a yeah. musical staff yeah. double high C written yeah. and a. Red circle with yeah, a cross through yeah, it. No, yeah. no double high C's at my <laughs> yeah. table.
0: Uh, but but uh, I mean, besides the fact that you know we have all of these people and you know, we have the, the trumpet world that that we're all part of. But you know, as you were saying, you know, you played with Maynard. Um, I have noticed uh, because I've, I'm fortunate enough to to have the count among some of my my friends. Uh, a lot of the alumni from from that band. And it seems to me that there is a really unique brotherhood that exists with people that that played with Maynard. I mean, like, you know, you, Walter,
1: Pat,
0: Pat, Wayne, uh, Roger, everybody, everybody you know, all all these guys. It's like, well, first of all, you have it's like I've never heard anybody that played with the boss that was that had anything really negative to say, you know, it was always like absolutely. It was, it was a greatest time of my life. Uh, but, but there just seems to be that, that connection because like, you know, when you see you guys in a room, it's like, it's like the MF alumni just kind of coalesce. So true. That's
1: very true. Well, you know, the thing is with Maynard knew how to bring people together. He really knew. And he had this, he just, everything was in his head. And he, I remember, I'll tell you a little story. Um, there was a concert uh, Maynard was going to do, and before a concert, and, and, you know, his chops used to get torn up uh, really bad, you know. And um, uh, in his young days, he used to uh, uh, take a razor blade, and, and uh, he told me the story himself. I, I mean, I heard the stories numerous times on the bus, but I, I love hearing it from him. He'd come out and sit next what's your story, you know, to me or something. But we'd be t- telling stories, you know, on the bus. And he said that when he was uh, young, he couldn't play until the callus fell off his lip. Okay. So he would take a razor blade and just shave it off his lip. Oh, man. But, but one of the times, my point is, one of the times um, Maynard, uh, 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 Ed Sargent, our tour manager, we call him Big Daddy. Right. You know, because he always took care of everybody. Um, took me in the back room and peeled back Maynard's lip like this. And it looked like hamburger. And Maynard's going, I go, he goes, oh, it'll be good. It'll be great. <laughs> he never let anything bother him. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, why that, like, that, that's why I was saying, you know, I'm not going to quit playing trumpet.
0: Yeah.
1: I got that from
0: him. Yeah, would you say that's like the, the the biggest lesson you learned from him, or was there was there? Anything yeah, else don't quit.
1: About? You know, just go for it. I I mean, even if you had a bad night, as long as you were, as long as you gave it your all, he loved you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I trust me, man. I I saw his band play, particular. I first got turned on to to uh, Maynard uh, in the the mid seventies. And like from the, the mid, mid 70s up through the, the mid 80s, I saw the band, you know, usually two, three times a year, you know, and I it just it, it, that was the one thing. mean, besides the fact it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that sound is coming out of a trumpet. Right. Uh, but it was just my first shoot. night on the band was like that. Uh, I was like, uh,
1: he brings me up to the microphone because I used to do this uh, pickle trumpet solo in the medley you know uh-huh. that was a guitar solo in Pagliacci right that Patrick wrote it out for me and I did on the pickle I remember I was uh I was uh in the rehearsal we were doing dress rehearsals you know before we had to play that night I go and and they go I said do you think he really wants to hear this and he go, oh he'll love it it'll be great just just play it don't say anything just play it so I played it and then he stopped the band and I was like getting nervous you know and, and he goes what is that? Sounds great. <laughs> see, what I like about Maynard is he was like, you, everybody has always had these music directors that they dreaded. Right. You know, in life, you know, in a Broadway mm-hmm. show or, or, or in high school or, or anywhere, they always meet somebody that, the, that makes them scared to play. Right. And that it creates nervousness, right? Mm-hmm. Maynard was the opposite. Yeah. He made you. He made it so fun that you wanted to do it, and he was smart. We didn't make that much money, but it was an education. Yeah,
0: that's why. And, it was the, and if the I Fox. could do it again,
1: if I could do it again, I, if I could still be out there, I would.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like the antithesis of Buddy Rich, you know? Oh, but on, the
1: total opposite. Yeah,
0: people in Buddy's band were afraid. <laughs> afraid right, to right. screw up.
1: I'm the only one that matters here. You guys don't mean anything. Maynard was like. He just loved everybody, you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and people, that came through. It came through right. in his performance. It came through in the, the performances of people in the band. You know, it was just you know you, you could just look up there and it's like you know going back to what you were talking about earlier, Richard. I mean, it, it's that everybody is completely engaged in this process. They're they're mentally, they're physically, they're emotionally, spiritually, just all working as a singular unit. And it's more more than just like when, you know, sure, you can get a bunch of really good guys together and they can lock in time-wise and, and groove-wise, but there's just, it was something about that band that was just, so unique and so special and it, and it, it stayed consistent. So even like going from the, the bands in the seventies, the like when, uh, Stan Mark and, uh, Dennis Noday, Ron Tooley, and those guys are in the band, uh, Joe Mazzello, uh, to, you know, the, the later bands, even the, uh, you know, I, I caught them on the last tour that they did, which, uh, Pat was on, uh, Serafin. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Serafin was right after me.
0: Yeah and and uh, still that band is the same thing That's you know right. it was just everybody was just on stage and they were they were a it was a thing you know it wasn't a yeah, band it's, it's it was like just, it's
1: a just, thing and Maynard used to travel on the bus with us i mean you know it yeah. was just you know it just i miss those days it was the yeah. most fun i had on the on a, any any band yeah it was always well, fun
0: yeah, and you, you you know you've had kind of a, a really interesting uh, you know spread of, of what you've done because you, know, you 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 know some people say oh yeah that's Kenny he used to play with Maynard but then there's also Kenny the orchestral player uh, and you know uh, you've you've been able to to like you said you've worked with uh, you've done some some uh, lessons with Maurice Andre with uh, you know Bud Herseth and things like that so um, I mean a, a, how how do you see yourself? I mean, do you, do you want to sway more towards the you know, the jazz commercial side? Do you enjoy playing the legit a little bit more, or are you just happy to play trumpet? Well, you know what? The trumpet, uh, just like Maynard
1: used to say, the trumpet's my favorite toy. <laughs> 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 you know? and, and like right now, um, uh, let me go get something. I'll show you, okay? Uh-oh, uh-oh. He, well, okay, while, well, he's,
2: go, while he's, he's going, doing, going, go I ahead, kid. I'm going to go
1: get it okay
2: well let me tell you about kenny so he's one of the top uh piccolo trumpet players in uh southeast michigan so you know he he is fantastic with the pick he's also a repair guy he also does silver and gold plating you know i mean kenny is what i really admire about him is that he does he's good at a bunch of different things and and uh I think that that's especially now man is that ever really important so he's actually been getting a couple of gigs uh recently doing weddings where you can social distance uh and you know he's in the choir loft at the church with the organist and it's organ and and piccolo trumpet yeah so he's the man and that's his nickname, by the way. We call him the man.
0: The man, uh, the man, Yeah. The, I'm,
2: the, I'm, the dude.
0: He's the man. Because
2: the dude abides. The
0: dude abides. <laughs> Kenny is the man, the myth, the legend. That's right. He is. Yeah. yeah. Ah, there well, we go. Uh, I see he's getting his toys out. Yeah, he's I mean, I, I remember being, uh, uh, being at ITG in Anaheim. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was there. 2016. With, that's when yeah. we launched. Yeah. Yeah, I was there with uh with the Warburton group and yep. uh, and you guys were there. And I just remember Kenny being like right across our booths were right across from each other. And Kenny and Walter and you were there. And uh, right. Just, right. Uh, Kenny, Kenny sitting there with his piccolo trumpet and just playing pick
2: all just freaking day long. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Kenny, let's go.
0: Yeah. Any any time, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> i think he's getting his collection together but so while, while we're still waiting for kenny to uh to get his toys together uh so your your involvement with uh with the school board and things like that i how do you see the um the progress of education uh in in this current phase that we're in in this this uh covid oh. thing it's a shit
2: show um, it, because if you, you can't do face-to-face instruction, um, you know you're, that that is a compromise, a significant compromise yeah. from uh, you know to to education. Yeah. So the fact that it's got to be pretty much has to be virtual right now. I think that that school districts, you know, and it depends. It's all state by state. But if you're in, in a state where uh there's still a relatively high number of cases that are happening and you're going to even a hybrid approach Mm -hmm. i think that at some point you know it doesn't take much for one or two people to get it and you're going to be you know the district will be shutting down again yeah so uh, it's it's a very very unusual and difficult situation
0: yeah yeah well you know uh, we're 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 in uncharted we're in uncharted waters. Yeah, all over the place. You know, for yeah, education, for the arts. Uh, you know, you name it. You know, we're we're all trying to figure this shit out as it's happening. And you know
2: uh, exactly
0: how yeah. how do you how do you have
2: a band or orchestra rehearsal or even more choir? Which which is a, a, you know how how do choirs even do it because that's the worst way of spreading the coronavirus right. apparently. Right, you know, people singing in, one, in front yeah. of one another. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be an interesting challenge. So. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, what what can we do right now? So Kenny, what you got for me, man?
1: Okay, well, I, I wanted to show you. Um. See, I I collect all these um trumpets, these Selmer trumpets, because Selmer doesn't make them anymore. Okay. And, um, my first love was Maurice Andre, of course, mm-hmm. everybody. Everybody loved him when they were a kid. Right. And um, and I used to listen to all these Maurice Andre records. In fact, this is what I've been doing lately. I just bought a turntable for pretty cheap. And I've been collecting all these rare Maurice Andre records. Oh, nice. that You can't get anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and I used to have all these records uh, especially this, this one, which is Trumpet in Oregon. Um, when I was a little kid, um, there was one by by Musical Heritage Society. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and of course you lose all those things when you loan them out to people or, mm-hmm. or, or you get rid of them and you think you, you, you're never going to use them. I haven't had a record player for years and I'm looking around for all these albums and I didn't can find any of them. Okay. So I ordered them online, you know, for, you know, $4, you know, like on eBay you can go on and sometimes they're seven bucks or sometimes they're four bucks or whatever. And I get this and I get, I didn't order that album, but I got it in the mail. And, uh, and, uh, I'm looking on here and and it looks familiar. So I put it on the record player and I go, man, all these little cracks and pops and skips sound familiar too and then i look on the record jacket and it's my writing <laughs> so I, I said to this 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 is my writing It's my check marks next to the things and this is when i was like a, a a 14 year old kid i used to have this and i bought it from car city classics which is a famous record store it's not around anymore um and, but uh and I told the eBay seller that story. And he goes, wow, what an incredible story. And another thing here is I, is I collect all these trumpets. I got tons of them. I, you know, I need another trumpet like I need another ass. <laughs> <You> know, <right? laughs> but I collect them because uh, this is what Maurice Andre played. So, so, and what I got, since I'm a repairman, what Maurice Andre used to do is he used to have these trumpets so you could take the fourth valve slide off you know, uh-huh. piccolo trumpets, and then put a fur. you know, take this, this is not, obviously doesn't come off, but you could take the whole thing off and then put a first valve slide in here. And then when you hold down the fourth valve, the trumpet plays in a different key oh. and he loved to do that. And I got some, uh, I contact, I contacted a friend of mine named Harry Carter. Who's a great repairman. And he had all these parts, me to do that to these horns. So I'm going to practice on one of my uh, junkier ones and, uh, and cut it, cut it off and make a, make this. So it's removable, put a brace here and then make it. So it's removable. And then I put a first valve slide in there and see what happens. That's what uh-huh. I'm going to do. And I got this. Oh, a nice rotary pick. Yeah. It's a rotary pick, but it's in the key of C and I, I bought it from a guy in australia and uh he goes it's a it's a it's a lacquer horn and i get it in the mail i go this doesn't look like lacquer it's 24 karat gold oh. <laughs> you know? so i'm like okay and then i bought this one this is a, a selmer this is the new style selmer mm-hmm. g and this is in the key of g okay not a and b flat so this one is the new style Selmer that the famous trumpet student of Maurice André, Guy Tovron, from from Paris mm-hmm. and, uh designed this one. They don't make this anymore. It came in silver. I gold plated it myself and I made a video of it uh me the gold plating process. Oh, uh, nice. And, and see this this fourth valve is removable. You well, know give me a minute. (laughs) I haven't taken it out in a while. See, this fourth valve just comes right out Uh because it's already built like that. And there's a first valve in the case that you can put in there. So when you hold that down, when that first valve's in, Mm -hmm. it plays in F instead of (laughs) G changes the key, you know, it's, it's it's really cool. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, keep myself busy during, during all this because and it's hard to stay motivated sometimes. I feel yeah. like, you know, we're all in this together. But this is what I'm doing. And see, like, I collect this one. Here's a different Selmer. But it's a, the it's a same key, a, a B-flat-A, regular Selmer. But this one, if you can see up close, see it has that little garland uh-huh. on the bell? Yeah. That makes it built from the 19, probably 59. <laughs> and uh, this one is newer it doesn't have the garland on the bell uh-huh. so i'm collecting all so i'm having a ball collecting all these and i'm getting ready to record a new record a new classical record piccolo trumpet record that's why i'm you know really getting into the maurice andre frame of mind that's the awesome. maurice andre uh oral concept of sound
0: okay awesome well, I'll, I'll certainly be uh, looking for that uh, when it comes out, man. That that sounds exciting.
1: Well, and there's some of our endorsers that are going to be on it too. Um, uh, I know a lot of endorsers want to be on it. I'm going to do a thing for eight trumpets, and I'm gonna we're going to do it remotely. Where they I send them the tracks, the organ mm-hmm. tracks or the click, mm-hmm. they can do it in their in their and you know we're
0: going to see how this works. Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm looking forward to that.
1: I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we're going to shift gears here. Uh, at the uh, the last part of every episode, what I do is I do a little speed round. Uh, I, I base this off of the old Nagel speed studies. I call the speed studies. Uh, so these are going to be questions that are going to go all over the place, and I will toss them back and forth between each of you. Uh, give me your <laughs> give me your quickest answer uh and uh, let's see what happens. Let's start with uh, Richard Richard, who's the biggest influence in your life that is not a trumpet player?
2: Wow, uh, I would say it's my wife. Okay. Aww. No, it's true true. Yeah, she's a win- she's a musician, she's a music teacher, you know and she's a mom and uh, you know so she's taught me, She's probably been the greatest influence in my life
1: other than my parents.
0: Okay. Kenny, what's your favorite book?
1: My favorite book is, um, God, that's a hard one. Uh, Can can it be any kind of book? Any kind of book. My favorite book is um, Correct and Natural When... uh, It's by Maurice Grupp and I can't think of the name of it. It's called uh, Correct and Natural – you know what I'm talking about, Richard, right? Yeah. You'll yeah. tell me what the name of it is. I can think of the author.
0: Correct. Give me a sec. Correct and Natural Passing Gas. No, <laughs> no, no, no. This is a very good book. Correct and natural wind instrument,
1: uh, correct, correct and natural wind instrument playing. I think that's what it's called. In the name of wind instrument playing by M Grupp, yes, by Maurice Grupp. All right, uh, in the name of wind instrument playing, it's a very rare book, it's very hard to get a hold of.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, Richard, back over to you. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? (laughs) <laughs> that you didn't walk out of
2: oh my goodness uh, you know probably something like Airplane
0: oh, it's a great movie
2: it's oh man I don't know that's just not my that's not my humor it's just, it's yeah just, okay
0: uh, and Kenny if you weren't a trumpet player uh, slash entrepreneur slash whatever it is you do what would you want to do with your life I like travel. I might
1: want to be a, like a, like a, uh, some kind of, you know, there's a lot of things I like. I really like boating. I'd like to bail us, you know, be a ship captain.
0: Okay, cool. Richard, what's your favorite drink? (laughs) My favorite drink is uh, probably a good scotch. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm I'm with you on that.
1: Oh, that's my favorite drink too, a really uh, good single malt.
0: Oh, okay. So so uh what's your go-to? My go-to? What's your go-to single malt?
1: My go-to single malt is uh Glenfiddich. Which year? Uh, well, I can't afford the old stuff, so but once at Disney World, we were on tour with the Temptations and we went to this bar at Disney World in Epcot, you know, after hours they let us in. Yeah, and they had they had uh, stuff that was like you know two thousand dollars a shot, fifteen hundred dollars a shot, and it was like from you know over like two hundred years old. Yeah, and I'm going, I'm going, How really much was a whiff of it. Just uh, no, <laughs> he, it he would it just give us. Bucks. He would just give us. He was just giving us a little, little, little tiny taste of it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: that's cool. You know, that's but cool. it didn't didn't really taste better. Yeah.
0: Richard, how about you? What's
2: your go-to? I like Glen Um and uh what I like they have uh some that have their uh where the product is aged in sherry casks, Right, like the Soleras and thinnish. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's really I, yeah. I like those.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are those are good. I used to be although to-
2: I, I must tell you, Jose, I've been uh last few years uh, more into the herb uh imbibing rather than in the liquid imbibing.
0: ah okay alright well that's that, that is legal where you're at so it is perfectly legal
2: in the state of Michigan yes, yes. and and referring to that NTC uh, conference in Denver uh-huh. uh, it was legal there at the it time was, like, it, it was <laughs> and if I, rem- if I remember
0: correctly every <laughs> night after the NTC you don't was, remember
1: correctly you
0: don't remember anything <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, that that was we loaded uh, up. That was actually my my first experience with edibles, Uh ah, which there? was uh, was there. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we got a a bag of Snickerdoodles, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I got back to the hotel room. I was room- good, don't I, they? I was room with Jerry Lopez. Oh, you and- don't want to oh, yeah. do those things. And, 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 uh, you know, I, I had, uh, had one and it's like, okay, yeah, it tasted pretty good. Had another one. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. And <laughs> had another one. I think I had about five or six of them and they were small cookies, you know? So, and i I mean, I could sit down and eat a bag of cookies anytime uh but oh, the I was, whole thing I, I i ate about the whole thing man and i was, I was fine. <laughs> you were gone for 24 you hours and, and then and then like about this is i started maybe like 10 o'clock or something and then like two o'clock i was just like oh i can't move <laughs> boom i was out so yeah 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 so yeah i'm waiting for the day that it, it does become legal here in in, in uh Pennsylvania. it will it will yeah so we'll see uh so let's let's move on uh, so for those of you at home, uh, if it's not legal, you know, don't do drugs. Uh, if it's legal, you know, party on guard, um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, all right. Let's start. Let's see. Uh, Kenny, you could have a, you, you, you're going to have a dinner party. Mm-hmm. Uh, white castles uh and you're going to have a dinner party and you're going to be able to invite any three living people to your party who any would you want to invite any three living people
1: richard thank
2: you
1: walter and betty yeah man. The, you know i'd like if i could invite more i'd like to invite you Oh, okay. well, that, I, I, would, I would show you up know? for that. I would show up for that. If, you know? if, 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 hang on the RV. Because they're my peeps. Richard, Walter, and Betty. We're all partners. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's great. have over. That's true. That's great. It's
0: true. Okay, Richard, you're going to have a party, but you can only invite three dead people. So three people from history. Who would you want to have at your party?
1: Wow. Oh, that's a good one.
2: I think Abraham Lincoln would be one. Um, I think that uh, George Washington would be one. So there's a bit of a theme here mm-hmm. and, and probably Moses.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. if you're going to make Trump jealous. because he's better than abraham lincoln yeah i know know. know?
0: yeah 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 yeah. you know but
2: i i just kind of like to 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 really get into their heads and sort of yeah so you know
0: yeah yeah so uh kenny uh lacquer plated or raw
1: i have all i have all of them and um each one of them's different um you know lacquer for some things if it's lightweight, plating is good also because, you know, people think, oh, it's brighter with the silver, with silver plating. That's not true. And it's brighter when it's, uh, when it's, uh, raw brass. Mm-hmm. It okay. depends. It depends. I like gold plating.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. He likes the bling. I'm well, yeah, I have well like- it's, a, it's
1: <laughs> not the bling.
0: I like the science. bling.
1: <laughs> There's actually science behind it. Mm-hmm. See, um, gold, The reason it sounds better and uh it usually tunes up a horn too Mm -hmm. or mouthpiece is because gold heats up quicker right retains heat longer and more evenly Mm -hmm. so there is actually science behind it yes
0: cool all right uh richard what's your favorite quote life is a team sport Ah, get that that on your t-shirt uh Kenny, what's your greatest fear? Uh
1: that uh well I've always been taught not to not to fear anything. I try to be pretty fearless, but my greatest fear is um the world ending, I think. That's my greatest fear.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh Richard, you could have any superpower, but only one. What would it be?
2: Oh, uh, I'd say reading minds
1: <laughs> That's a good one,
0: okay uh, Kenny, this is gonna be a two part question for you okay. Okay, Uh, first part is what aspect of trumpet playing do you think is the most overrated?
1: The most overrated aspect aspect of trumpet playing? Mm -hmm. High note playing.
0: Okay, what do you think the most underrated aspect of trumpet playing is?
1: Good tone in the low register.
0: Okay. Uh Um,
1: that's, that's, that's my opinion, because, uh, I remember, um, um, my, my dad was a trumpet player and, um, when he heard first heard Maurice Andre, he was impressed with his low register, how beautiful it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the most underrated, a beautiful tone in the low register.
0: Yeah very good. Um, So, uh, Richard, uh, you could go back in time to uh, visit your younger self uh, and give yourself one piece of advice. What would it be? It would be not to take
2: myself so seriously and that it's going to be okay.
1: Everything's going to be okay.
0: Kenny, how about you?
1: For me, uh, if I could go back in time, um, I would teach myself the same thing. Just not to be not to be so serious, and just 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 go with it. Just go with just go with the flow. Everything's okay. going to be okay.
0: I totally agree with that. Okay. Um, and again, this one uh, for both each of you, I ask the same thing. Uh let's we'll start with Richard. Richard, um what do you want your legacy to be? I I want it to be that I was a person who
2: made the world around me better. That that my little
1: piece of earth was better for me having been there. Okay.
0: Kenny, how about you?
1: I want to I want people to remember me after I'm gone as a person that cares about people.
0: Well, that's awesome. And, you know, I can say that, that, uh, from speaking personally, that you both are doing well on establishing those legacies because uh, you know, Richard. Uh, you know all of your your work, both uh, in the nonprofit sector and you know with the school board, and what you're doing with Robinson's Remedies. Uh, you're making the world a little bit better place for for a lot of people. And uh, Kenny, uh, you know you you have always shown that uh, you know you've got a you've got a huge heart, and uh, you know you, you truly do care about people. And yeah, uh, you know, I appreciate your friendship, and appreciate everything you're doing for back, all at, you, back yeah. at you bro back at you kenny's one of the one of the most dear people in my life
2: and uh oh. i'm really you know uh grateful that he's a part of it
0: yeah well you you got to get out and meet some some new people apparently richard so, <laughs> so uh so before we wrap up uh if people want to find out more about robinson's remedies where do they need to go
1: Robinson's www.robinsonsremedys.com W-W-W- <laughs> And you know what? Uh, also, you know, tell if our endorsers are watching this, tell them, hey, don't be a stranger. Reach out to me. If I can help you, I will. If you can help me, help me. <laughs> you know? Have Facebook, too, Jose, is another. Yeah, Facebook yeah, person. yeah. We do a lot on that. I Damn. try to answer everything. I try to answer don't be a, don't be shy to get a hold of me even if you don't know me. It's fine. If you're a fan or if you've never heard of it, get a hold of me. Be glad to talk because I have the time.
0: Yeah, okay, fantastic. And uh, you know the the product uh, you guys are still shipping and yeah, it, yep. it, yeah okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I yeah, speaking personally, um, I love I love all the Robinson's remedies products and uh you know i can't i can't personally uh say enough good things about the product so uh i you know i i i pass it on to every every gig i'm on i'm i'm giving it out to the guys and you know everybody who's tried it loved it so if you haven't tried it i certainly suggest that, that you do it if you're a, a brass player you certainly need to do it and uh, uh even just you know people in your family who have problems with cold sores or you know, things like that. Yeah, jump on this stuff. It's 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 magic. It's gold. So, uh, yeah, that's that's about one it. For last, us. One last thing, Jose. Oh. If I can... yes, yes,
2: wear don't forget mask.
0: wear a mask. Uh, my mask is over over here. Right.
2: Somewhere. The because the virus is not political. That's Please right. Please We want everybody to be safe. If we, the best way of getting through this together is if everybody wears a mask when they're outside, social distance or not, put on a mask, please, and we will get through this. And you know what? Keep the faith.
0: We'll do it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to work as a team. That's right. That's right. All right. So. Thank you for joining us today for uh, this hang and uh, Kenny, Richard, thanks. And uh look forward to uh, parting in that RV next time we get together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Arnett, Hopefully see Big soon. hugs to everybody. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Saint, it's
2: great to see you, you look terrific. And thanks uh, so much for the invite.
0: Oh, thank you. So for those of you who join us, thanks again. And as always, peace and slide grease. We're out. Hey, thank you so much for hanging with us today. This podcast is all about creating connection through our mutual love for the trumpet life. I hope that you learned a few things about today's guest and had some laughs along the way. Don't forget to give us a review. We love those five-star ratings. And please share this podcast with your friends. We want to see our hang grow for show. Have a suggestion for a future topic or a guest? Hit me up at thetrumpetgurus at gmail.com. Our opening theme was written and performed by Lexi Signor, and all other music comes courtesy of The Greatest Funeral Ever. So in the words of W.C. Handy, life is like a trumpet. If you don't put anything into it, you don't get anything out. So go out there and let your trumpet sound, and I'll see you at the next hang.